Chapter 13 of The Colored Cadet at West Point Autobiography of Lieutenant Henry Ashen Flipper, USA First Graduate of Color from the U.S. Military Academy This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org Recording by James K. White The Colored Cadet at West Point Autobiography of Lieutenant Henry Ashen Flipper USA, first graduate of color from the U.S. Military Academy. Chapter 13. Furlough. Of all privileges or sources of pleasure which tend to remove the monotony of military life, there are none to which the stripling soldier looks forward with more delight than furlough. Indeed, it is hard to say which is the stronger emotion that we experience when we first receive information of our appointment to a cadetship or that which comes upon us when we are apprised that a furlough has been granted us possibly the latter is the stronger feeling it is so with some with those at least who receive the former announcement with indifference as many do accepting it solely to please a mother or father or other friend or relative with whatever feeling or for whatever reason the appointment may have been accepted it is certain that all are equally anxious to take advantage of their furlough when the time comes. This is made evident in a multitude of ways. A furlough is granted to those only who have been present at two annual examinations at least, and by and with the consent of a parent or guardian, if a minor. Immediately after January, next preceding their second annual examination, the furloughmen, as they are called, have class meetings, or rather furlough meetings, to celebrate the good time coming. They hold them almost weekly, and they are devoted to music, jesting, storytelling, and to general jollification. It can be well imagined with what joy a cadet looks forward to his furlough. It is the only interruption in the monotony of his academy life, and it is to him, for that very reason, extremely important. During all this time, and even long before January, the furloughmen are accustomed to record the state of affairs respecting their furlough by covering every available substance that will bear a pencil or chalk mark with numerous inscriptions, giving the observer some such information as this. 100 days to furlough, 75 days to furlough, only two months before furlough, and thus even to the day before they actually leave. The crowning moment of all is the moment when the order granting furlough is published. I am sure my happiest moment at West Point, save when I grasped my sheepskin for the first time, was when I heard my name read in the list. It was a most joyous announcement. To get away from West Point, to get out among friends who were not ashamed nor afraid to be friends, could not be other than gratifying. It was almost like beginning a new life, a new career. And as I looked back from the deck of the little ferryboat, my feelings were far different from what they were two years before. My furlough was something more than an interruption of my ordinary mode of life for the two years previous. It was a complete change from a life of isolation to one precisely opposite. And of course I enjoyed it the more on that account. The granting of furloughs is entirely discretionary with the superintendent. It may be denied altogether, but usually is not, except as punishment for some grave offense. It is customary to detain for one, two, three, or even more days those who have demerits exceeding a given number for a given time. The length of their leave is therefore shortened by just so many days. 
there are a number of customs observed by the cadets which i shall describe here to disregard these customs is to show at least it is so construed a want of pride to say that this or that is customary is quite sufficient to warrant its conception and execution among these customs the following may be mentioned to begin with the fourth class immediately after their first semi-annual examination the class adopts a class crest or motto which appears on all their stationery and often on many other things to have class stationery is a custom that is never overlooked each class chooses its own design which usually bears the year in which the class will graduate class stationery is used throughout the period of one's cadetship in the early spring the first second and third classes elect hop managers each class choosing a given number this is preparatory to the hop given by the second to the graduating class as a farewell token this custom is rigorously kept up next to these are customs peculiar to the first class they are never infringed upon by other classes nor disregarded even by the first class first prior to graduation it is an invariable custom of the graduating class to adopt and procure each of them a class ring this usually bears the year of graduation the letters usma or some other military character this ring is the signet that binds the class to their alma mater and to each other it is to be in after years the souvenir that is to recall one's cadet life and indeed everything connected with a happy and yet dreary part of one's career the class album also is intended for the same purpose it contains the smiling shadows of classmates comrades and scenes perhaps never more to be visited or seen after parting at graduation oh what a feeling of sadness of weariness of life even must come upon him who in after years opens his album upon those handsome young faces and there silently compares their then lives with what succeeding years have revealed who does not would not grieve to recall the sad tidings that have come anon and filled one's heart and being with portentous gloom this perhaps a chum an especial favorite or at any rate a classmate has fallen under a rude savage warfare while battling for humanity without the advantages or the glory of civilized war but simply with the consciousness of duty properly done that one perchance has fallen bravely dutifully without a murmur of regret and this one alas where is he has he too perished or does he yet remember our gladsome frolics at our beloved alma mater my mind shudders shrinks from the sweet and yet sad anticipations of the years i have not seen and may perhaps never see but there is a sweetness a fondness that makes me linger longingly upon the thought of those unborn days End of chapter 13. Recording by James K. White, Chula Vista.